Welcome to Live Long and Dad. It is October uh, 23rd. It's a Saturday, something like that. And I'm out in the backyard with the babies, and uh, James is off at a Cub Scout hike. And it is a beautiful freaking day. It's high of like 72. There's a breeze going on. And this is the first day. It feels like fall here in Los Angeles. And so I am outside and enjoying it. The babies are, for the most part, being good. They are running around the side of the house where they get in a little bit of trouble and playing in the dirt. But I am very much enjoying this and not letting the stupid noise from the construction site behind us bother me. It's not super busy being a Saturday, but there is some kind of drilling or something going on. And uh, try and keep this short. Um, so we had our parent-teacher conference with James's teacher, and things are going well. Um, he is uh, academically doing pretty well. Babies, let's not play like that in the dirt. Um, so James has a big crush on a girl in his class. And he is not playing it cool. He's coming off very eager and strong. And it is a turnoff for the girl. She does not like the abundance of attention from James. And rock. Cade found a rock. Very cool. In the dirt. You found a rock in the dirt. Yes. Dirty rock. Dirty rock. Good words, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's fun hearing their language finally coming out. Um, yeah, so she does not like the attention from, uh, Cece found a rock. Yes. <laughs> and so we've been talking for like a month now, like, dude, you can need to chill with this girl. And he's not, um, last week he made the girl cry by telling her he was going to kiss her because they were going to get married. And he can't talk about kissing at school. We be fine. Oh, a lemon. That's not a ball. It's a lemon. I'm going to throw that over there. Thank you. Um, and then James and that girl's BFF have become contentious. Uh, we got a text from the dad of the girl, the BFF, saying James has been messing with her and mean to her all school year. And the teacher's aware, and she apologized for that dad contacting us. And we've told James, leave her alone. B BFF, you need to totally hard stop, leave alone. And girl you have a crush on, you need to give space to. And... Um, after that, the teacher called me and said, well, today James kissed the BFF on the shoulder and that made her cry. <sighs> okay. And I asked, well, was it malicious or was he trying to provoke her or no, she thinks it was uh, good natured, but James need to <laughs> respect bubbles, no kissing at school. And I, I remember back to my elementary, I, I had a big crush on a girl back in like first and second grade. So uh, he's just got to learn how to deal with it. I mean, dude, you're already 
engaged to Taya. <laughs> You've already got a fiance, so you're you're lucky. Um, and it, it's sad to kind of have to quash that. Yesterday on the way to school, James was like, I want to bring this to the girl I have a crush on, and he made a little art thing that said to what's her name from James. I'm like, no, but she needs she needs space. So that that was sad. Um, big rock. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a tough week socially at school. And on Thursday, James had a big tantrum at lunch and did not eat his lunch because his helper wouldn't let him sit next to the girl he has a crush on. So he's working through it. Um, but last night was uh, my high school's homecoming game, and I put out on the second grade WhatsApp saying, hey, you know, there's going to be fireworks. Anybody want to come? That'd be cool. And a boy from James's class showed up, and uh, his mom. And the first time I'd ever met him, mom was super nice. We chatted the whole time, and James and this boy got along fantastic and we're running around, we're mimicking the cheerleader dances, and uh, it, that was really cool. That's like the first quasi like meetup play date we've had, and yeah, that was it was nice. Um, so that was a positive into the week, and went to uh, the post-game little social where they have beer and pizza and didn't see very many people I knew but I drank some beers and met the president and CEO of the high school um, used to just be called the president he changed his job title from president to CEO and president I think that's really pretentious and this guy is also the guy who decided to rename us Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks or Notre Dame of Sherman Oaks to Notre Dame of Los Angeles because in his mind, nobody knows where Sherman Oaks is. Well, I don't think many people from out of state are coming to Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks. So who cares? Everybody in Southern California knows where Sherman Oaks is. It's a well-known part of the valley. And... Um, we have a history. I mean, our football team <laughs> has had a lot of success as Notre Dame of Sherman Oaks. And when, you know, Giancarlo Stanton on the Yankees comes to play the Dodgers, they say, Giancarlo went to Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks. So to rename us Notre Dame of Los Angeles is as offensive to me as the Angels calling themselves the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You're in Orange County. Anaheim is its own city. F you. You're not Los Angeles. And yes, technically the whole San Fernando Valley is, well, most of the San Fernando Valley is Los Angeles proper. I live in the city of Los Angeles. But on my mail, it shows up as uh, Valley Glen. I live in Valley Glen. And uh, so it's, it's stupid. Like when you picture Los Angeles, what do you picture? You picture beach, you picture city. Uh, Sherman Oaks is the suburbs. It's the heart of the suburbs. So you know, if there is somebody who doesn't know what Sherman Oaks is, you Google Sherman Oaks and it comes up with a bunch of suburbs. That's way more appealing than Googling Los Angeles and seeing downtown LA. 
Uh, so yeah, I met that guy and he greeted me when I went to the social and then he kept talking to somebody else and I didn't see anybody else I knew. So like five minutes later, I circle around and he's talking to a family and after he's done talking to that family, I engage him. I'm like, yeah, I coached here from 01 to 07. I'm a 2001 alumni and blah, blah, blah. And he could not have been more disinterested. He just couldn't wait to get away and uh, go schmooze some more with other people. You know, a prick. Um, and then later when I was talking to a football coach, uh, this guy talked for a good 10 minutes about just whatever uh so yeah it's sad to see my alma mater being more corporate and cold and uh uh ran into one person i knew and uh we were talking about how the kids these days in 2022 they are babies let's come over here where i can see you Guys, over here. Let's stay on the grass. There's such a a big difference between the kids from 2022 uh, compared to a decade ago. Um, And I I have to imagine it's the social media and the the smartphones. Because back in 2010, most of the middle schoolers did not have uh, iPhones. Some of the, I guess the high schoolers did um but i instagram was a brand new thing in 2010 um so anyways we were talking about that and she says yeah you know i really think it's the gay thing like i'm totally okay with the gay with gay people but they just push it on the kids so much at school okay all right um I'm glad I haven't seen you in seven years. They're pushing the gay stuff at school. Like, well, thank God they preached the uh, the pros of vagina. Otherwise, I might not have ever turned out to be a heterosexual. It's so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> um... Mm. Babies, over here. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I'm going on a work trip. Eastside has asked me to go to San Diego Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for a convention and wear my Eastside and represent the company. I hemmed and hawed all weekend about it because, I mean, it's going to be a burden on the child care. And... One of my coworkers was saying, well, you know, you're traveling from work and you can't go home. So you should get paid more than just the hours you're on the conference floor. And I said, well, that makes sense. Um, But then the upper management said, you're paid for when you're on the conference floor and we pay for travel and food and drink. So I was like, "Ah, okay. And Heidi says, that's normal. And, you know, consider it a free vacation and uh so i take the train wednesday morning and uh then three days of convention and saturday i've come back friday night and then saturday i've got my friend carlos's wedding 
And uh, hi, Cade, what do you got? Baby. What is Dude. it? Oh, a big, jeez, thank you. I need that. That's a, a nail. That's dangerous. Uh. Mm -hmm, that's not a toy. That's a nail. Yeah. Yeah, that's, see how it's pointy? Yeah, rusty nail. Good find. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that because that's dangerous, okay? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, bud. <sighs> um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting, and it's a bit of a pain in the butt. I don't have experience being on my own, really. You know, being legally blind and not driving, I typically am with other people all the time. And uh, this train... You have to get off the train in Irvine and then take a bus to another train and in Oceanside and then get back on the train. And so that makes me a little nervous. Like, what if I have trouble finding the bus? But I have to imagine there will be numerous people doing the same transfer that I'm doing. Um, and then I hate Ubering. I, I don't know why. I, I always feel stressed. Am I going to pick out the right car i mean yeah they typically pull up near you but i i have trouble identifying even you know it says it's a gray nissan maxima i can't tell a gray nissan maxima i can tell a gray car um but you know aren't they all like white black cars anyways and uh it, it's really embarrassing I, i've done it a couple times i remember one time at notre dame my dad was picking me up and dad had a dark gray Prius and a dark gray Prius is parked in front of the school and I open the door and I sit down and it's some lady it's not my dad and I'm just like I'm sorry I thought you were my ride and uh embarrassing and dangerous like I'm a big six foot nine guy if I came trying to open your car door I'd mace me <laughs> or you know, I'd protect, I'd assume the worst that I'm trying to carjack you. Um, but it'll be fun. Um, I'm only going to see one coworker from Eastside, my former boss, Gary, but it'll be nice to see him in person. And I was tempted to go down the night before because they do have the hotel room available on Tuesday and then go to the USS Midway aircraft carrier museum. But I decided not to because I, I won't be able to read any of the plaques and stuff. So what would I really get out of it other than just walking around and looking at stuff? I mean, so the point of a museum is to read the info. <sighs> Babies, come over here. Over here, guys. Stay on the grass. Hi. Hi. No, bye-bye. Come over here. Ugh, stinkers. Guys, stay on the grass. Uh, what else? Um, that's about it, I think. <sighs> I'm ready for a nap. These babies aren't. Um, it's definitely starting to talk. You could hear some of that. Um, very nice having them actually answer with meaning. Like Kate is now saying no. Forever he just shook his head no. Now he verbalizes no. Um, yeah, that's about it. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time.